Listener Production. Valentine's Day has passed, but it's never too late to ask, what is an aphrodisiac anyway? We usually think of it as food for getting in the mood. But it can also be drinks, scents or drugs that apparently increase sexual desire. I'm Evram Yazgan, a science journalist with Cosmos magazine, and today I'm going to be testing out the mantra that sex sells by talking about aphrodisiacs. Whether I successfully make science sexy or make sex sciency, believe me, this is going to be just as weird for me as it will be for you. So strap yourselves in. Uh, sorry. You've probably heard that dark chocolate, strawberries, champagne, oysters, figs and peppers are all meant to increase a person's sex drive. Less commonly known, saffron, ginseng, and fenugreek are all reportedly libido enhancers. Aphrodisiacs have a long history. A 3,600-year-old traditional Chinese medical text, called the Huangti Neqing, refers to a concoction with 22 ingredients that the emperor drank before he, quote, mounted 1,200 women and achieved immortality, end quote. Sounds pretty potent. Many ancient aphrodisiacs were very, uh, on the nose, so to speak. Ancient Chinese ate the sexual organs of animals. Ancient Egyptians would smear a crocodile heart mixture on their penises. Greek philosopher Pliny claimed that because mandrake root looks like female genitals, it must increase sexual potency. It all sounds a bit ridiculous when you say it aloud, but billions of kilograms of chocolate are sold ahead of Valentine's Day even now. So we're still convinced that there's something in aphrodisiacs. But how do they work? Is there any science, or is it all just a bit of wishful thinking? It appears there isn't a single simple answer. But most aphrodisiacs are purported to activate one or another chemical process in the body, which sets off a chain reaction towards randiness. One theory is that supposed aphrodisiacs like cucumbers, bananas, figs, or avocados may just resemble parts of the genitalia. Pause here to consider the eggplant emoji, shudder, and move on. While it's an aesthetically interesting argument, it's lacking in data. Most of the science around aphrodisiacs suggests that if there is a real effect, it's probably chemical. What it probably comes down to is hormones, specifically testosterone. Gender aside, testosterone is the hormone that controls sex drive in all of us. When testosterone levels are at the right balance, it means your body is ready. When a sensory stimulus (coughs) turns you on... (coughs) Signals are sent from the brain's limbic lobe through the central nervous system to the pelvic region, causing blood vessels to dilate and creating a characteristic throbbing sensation. Hey presto, you're on your way to a thrusting good time. Oh yeah. But on aphrodisiacs, there isn't much good evidence to suggest that there's a direct link between any food and heightened sexual desire. Some foods may relax blood vessels, making blood flow everywhere in general, including into the genitals, easier. Among these are red wine, dark chocolate, straws, walnuts, and avocado. But if you have normal circulation, you're probably not going to notice a difference. This is actually exactly what Viagra and other drugs do. They are not aphrodisiacs because they don't heighten sexual desire. They just improve performance and ability. In fact, there is only one food which is believed to actually increase sexual desire, and that's alcohol. It does this by lowering inhibitions. The downside is that it has the effect of also lowering quality. It's thought that some of the supposed aphrodisiac foods may increase testosterone production. Raw oysters, for example, contain two amino acids which may be associated with increased sex hormone levels. 
in animals. On the other hand, chili peppers are thought to be aphrodisiacs simply because they simulate the other physiological effects of sexual arousal. The capsaicin in them that causes their spiciness also triggers flushes, rapid heart rate, and sweating. Talk about things heating up. Other supposed aphrodisiacs may just enhance the pleasure of an experience. Most people love chocolate. You're hardly going to be unhappy if your partner sensuously feeds you a chocolate heart. Gives a whole new meaning to chocolate hobnob. There's also the fact that dark chocolate contains L-arginine, an amino acid which increases nitric oxide in the body, leading to blood vessel dilation, promoting blood flow to the sexual organs, enhancing sensation and satisfaction. Most of these studies have been done on animals, by the way. So if there is any effect at all, it may not have any bearing on your sexual activity unless you're a rat. But interestingly, that brings me to the weird world of animal aphrodisiacs. A 2021 study shows that, for rams, it seems the greatest aphrodisiac may be melatonin, the hormone responsible for making you go to sleep. Researchers in South Australia treated 29 rams with melatonin implants. They found sleepy sheep impregnated ewes between 82 and 89% more often than those who didn't have the melatonin. Bacteria can be a potent aphrodisiac for the single-celled marine organisms known as coanoflagellates, which are the closest living relatives of animals. Whether or not there is any scientifically verifiable chemical reason why some foods or smells make us horny doesn't seem to stop the pursuit of aphrodisiacs. And, frankly, whether they're just a placebo or not, as long as you're doing what you enjoy and what gets you in the mood, that's all that matters. We're not here to judge if you make yourself a ginseng tea with a side of strawberry fondue and a bowl of avocado, cucumber and banana following a raw oyster appetizer. Just be safe and respectful in your aphrodisiac-fueled fun times. For the latest in science news, don't forget to check out The Science Briefing, also available here on the Listener app, and head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back again next time for another Ha! Science Explained.